Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, where our actual recording is in higher quality. My name is Frank. I'm Paul. And we're not going to just read all the Riverside messages that are popping up on our screen, but we are very thankful to them for recording us. Uh, we are here to discuss the Buffalo Bills, per usual. Uh, and it is that time of year where camp expectations are through the roof. Everything's amazing. Um, this is peak, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose season uh, in the NFL, not just the Bills, of course. Um, and But we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to spend a good amount of time on Wacky Schedule, uh, which has a couple new wrinkles this year. Um, and then we will do some This Day in Bills headlines. So hopefully you're excited for that. And we had just agreed before this recording that it's time for us to get back into our regularly scheduled um more regularly posting podcasts. So hopefully that'll be a good boon for you. Um, but let us get there. Let's talk about it. The Buffalo Bills are, are uh, in St. John Fisher. My mom wanted to know why everybody was wearing Bill stuff uh, <laughs> over on the on the east side of the city. Uh, and I explained to her that they had probably just come from camp. The, uh, the expectations are high. There was a blue helmet on Josh Allen's head today. Um, so... Maybe that's a sign of things to come. And, uh, and I don't know. It's uh, Scott, is it? I'm going to go to Scott first. Our, our, our newly repatriated Scott, welcome back, sir, to the United States of America. Um, we're, and, and we are so thankful for your service that you provided across overseas. Um, but now I need you to provide the service of, you know, filling up some time here, talking about camp, uh, anything you've heard or, you know, are thinking about as we start to inch towards preseason games and the real games. Well, I mean, I just was going to say, like, you know, we're having congressional hearings about aliens, but there's been no alien attacks yet. And there's only one person on this podcast we can thank. I'm not allowed to name that person, but maybe I already thanked him. So <laughs> you're welcome, America. <laughs> well, I, he was, he, I mean, he got the, he's a, he's a Travis Kelsey type player. Uh, I think like six seconds after he was drafted, he was basically called Travis, Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I am ashamed to stay. I am. I'm probably with you, Scott, because I think I saw. I I think I saw the the one handed grab, and I'm like, well, he's. <laughs> what else do you want? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, apparently, Brave Inspector has worked his way out of the competition almost immediately. What if, what if Tyrell Dodson was a really good juggler and so the front four would rush and then he would just stand up and juggle and the quarter back would be like, what? And then that would help the front four get there uh, quicker. Yeah, they- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you got to be careful because you can't. No, well, you might. Maybe you could get like some referee flags, and they would be bright and distracting, and then, but they wouldn't. Yeah, this is this is reminiscent of one of my favorite Bobby April special teams moments, where as the Bills were right about to kick off, uh, Fred Jackson just lied down on the field as if he were dead to try to distract the opponent, and then the Bills kicked off. Yes, yep. less fu- less funny now that we have watched somebody lie down right. on the field yes. almost dead. But hilarious in two thousand eight, not as hilarious right. now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah i think scott you hit every major position i wanted to hit so i won't spend too much time on it with the the middle linebacker battle i am i think i might have brought this up on the last pod and i'm curious if it it ends up holding i am not going to be at all surprised if 
They have Dotson out there on the early downs, and then Taylor Rapp, a depth safety, they spent a fair bit of money on for a depth safety in the offseason, gets in there on third down or obvious passing downs or against the Chiefs or Bengals, um, and they start to you know, utilize that dime defense more that we haven't really seen. Uh, the McDermott-Frazier defense, which is now the McDermott defense, utilized. So the key question for me is, you know, will Terrell Dotson, are they going to try and use him straight up, replace Tremaine Edmonds, do everything he did, be an every-down linebacker? Or is it, hey, do what you're strong at, do what you can on the run, you know, be strong on those rundowns, uh, on the run running downs, that is, uh, you know, survive in the, on the early down pass game, and then we'll get you out of there and put rap in there. Uh, I am really thinking Dotson's going to win this battle. I think his experience is, is going to offset it. I was not particularly, you know, uh, thrilled with the Bills' depth at that position last year, so I think he's going to take that. And the CB2 battle, yeah, I think the, the fan base, y'all y'all have to kind of want Elam uh, to win that just because it justifies that draft pick. But if it's Jackson or even if it's – I'd be completely okay with Christian Benford winning it. People mm-hmm. forget he won it last year and was the starter on opening day against the Rams. So, you know, if he holds it up, I'm fine if they whiff on the first-round pick and then they get – you know, Benford at the back end, who does exactly what they wanted Elam to do. So I'm hoping one of the younger guys win it, wins it because just another year of Dane Jackson could be frustrating. Scott covered the front four beautifully. Uh, they they need to get that rolling no matter what, because then the back seven is meaningless. And then the only other battle uh, I don't believe Scott had touched upon, which I'll reference briefly, is, you know, with the, the skill positions on offense, if we're going to see – more of Khalil Shakir this year. If we're going to see more of Deontay Harry, are we going to see more of these four receiver sets? Probably not because the very one thing that uh, we all were talking about at the beginning was Dalton Kincaid and how impressive he's looked so far. Pads are not on yet. Well, pads just went on. Games have not been played, not even a, a preseason game. So, you know, time will tell, but it will be interesting to see the split between the two tight end personnel and the you know, regular personnel. And if they're going to have more four receiver sets, this is a year for Ken Dorsey to really kind of prove himself because he's got a lot of good skill players. They went out and spent money on the offensive line. Note, I didn't say they have a good offensive line. I just said, note, they went out and spent money on it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if if that makes any difference as well as, as draft picks. And then the last thing I'll address before I'll shut up is Scott had mentioned Hyde and Poyers. I quickly flip back to the defense. They have been locked down forever. I definitely am concerned about the age of both at this point, not because they looked like they were a step slower last year when they were on the field. The Grand Mike Hyde was only on the field a couple of games last year. There's because they're getting to that age and that drop-off tends to happen quickly. So I hope, I really hope they have one more uh, great year left in them as, as a duo, because that could be a big difference for the Bills and in, in how far they end up progressing uh, this season. I, I will say I'm, it's funny because I, I flipped over to the depth chart um, just to kind of refresh myself while we were talking. Dean Marlowe is listed as the starting safety with Jordan Poyer, not Micah Hyde. So I'm guessing that's a little out of date. Um, also, uh, uh, yeah, um, Damar Hamlin. Yeah, I think when I looked at the depth chart, they were missing positions on there. Or they had yeah, there's no middle linebacker. Them. There's no starting yeah. middle linebacker. Um <laughs> I think that what I wanted to say, because I, I wanted to kind of double check myself before I said a few things like tight end, it's Dawson Knox and Quentin Morris. It's not like they haven't, I think they're basically going ahead and saying like, there is no depth chart. Cause this is sort of last year's depth charts with some names removed. Um, the, the stories have been 
going back to, to Dalton Kincaid, I think that what helps me is that it's not, it's not like goofballs who are saying, oh, Dalton Kincaid looks great. It's, and it's not just that he looks great. It's that they seem to be involving him a lot in the plans. He's getting a lot of reps already. That's more telling to me than performing well. It's that the team keeps giving him opportunities to do things. Um, and he keeps, you know, performing. So that's 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 really sort of why I'm feeling good about Kincaid. What we didn't touch on, um, two injuries, Scott, you had said you'd heard about one in camp. That would be Spencer Brown, who got shooken up yesterday. I did not see an update about that today. But, you know, an already rickety um, uh, offensive line, you know, not rickety rickety, but like, you know, Spencer Brown's a guy you'd re- you'd prefer to be on the field, um, obviously. Last year. Yeah, he missed time last year with it. Yeah. When your job is to right, when your job is to bend over and push, then you you kind of need your back. Um, the other injury, of course, is almost it's sort of unbelievable that we didn't not that we didn't mention it, but like it's unbelievable that it happened. But Naheem Hines, of course, sitting on a jet ski, minding his own business, gets crashed into, and he's going to miss the season with his injuries. I'm I'm thankful that he's okay. That that could have been a lot worse, but. Um, he was meant to be, uh, you know, I think the plan for Naheem Hines very clearly last year, and they couldn't get him up to speed on it, was to be, you know, the punt and kick returner, sure, but also to be the the pass-catching running back or, or to split him out wide because he's a very good player in space. And so it is a blow to the Bills' um, offensive weapons that he's not going to be available. Um, he's yeah. really fast. I think that the uh, the... the the, the, the co-sign of that story is that James Cook, for the first time, uh, even through his college career, is going to be getting um, a bunch of reps. He's going to be getting a lot of – he's going to be the feature back. And he's never – from when I read or, or was listening to the other day, he's never really been a heavy, heavily used feature back like that. The good news is he can catch the football, which is probably going to kind of – you know, be some of what they want in addition to running, um, you know, but again, if you're trying to get Josh Allen a break from running, um, which I still don't know if I want, but like, okay, if you feel like Josh Allen needs to run less, you know, being down a running back is, is not helpful. So there is some, something there. The other good thing was I, I have heard that Kyrie Elam is is looking like he's going to be cornerback too. That like this year he seems to have a handle on everything he needs to have a handle on. And, you know, they're, you know, people are expecting him to be that. I'm trying to decide which of these camp stories I believe the least. Dalton Kincaid, <laughs> Kyrie Elam, or James Cook. But I think I'm going to go with secret, secret option for Gabe Lewis, or sorry, Gabe Lewis, Gabe Davis, um, who apparently has now added short routes to his repertoire which could be a quote-unquote game-changer for Gabe. I think Gabe is a very good wide receiver at doing a couple of very things very well. I, I, I'm going to go ahead. That's the one I'm going to say is probably not going to pan. That, that's going to be the um, Devin Singletary. I've been working all season, and I'm definitely not going to fumble the ball, and <laughs> I'm going to run forward and not dance. 
Yes, right. That's the one that I think is going to turn into vaporware and never really appear. Um, other than that, camp seems to be fun. People seem to be enjoying themselves. Stefan Diggs seems happy. Uh, you know, nobody's asked for a trade. Uh, we didn't get the, the who was the big wide receiver that went to Tennessee, right? Or um, Oh, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Didn't get him, but okay. Okay, like that wasn't probably going to happen anyway. I was hearing the same thing about Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> well, we can afford him. <laughs> hey, hey, Indianapolis, you got any more of those running backs you could give us? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, can yep. we, can, and of course, Zach Moss went down. So yeah, it's uh, for for Indy. He's out for the year. So yeah, that's sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, the good news is camp moves along, and let me take a look briefly at the schedule. Not that because this will segue nicely. Speaking of the Colts, uh, they are the first game, and they are next Saturday. So it's good. I, clearly, the Bills and Colts want to watch SummerSlam tomorrow. So that's why we're not having the game tomorrow night. Um, but they're going to be the Colts on Saturday, the 12th, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the 19th featuring, um, former bill, former Steeler Levi Wallace, who I should have put in my cube today, but I didn't because then I could have put Mitch Trubisky as the bear, but I did get my bear. So I'm okay. And then the bears, the bears are week through the third week of the preseason, August 26th, where we could reminisce about names like Kyle Orton and Trent Edwards and, eventually Tremaine Edmonds. Um, So there you go. (laughs) Not Matt Forte. Matt Forte was not a former bill. Um, (laughs) So that's your, that's your, your preseason coming up. And uh, so we'll, you know, would we all like to share in the refrain that the point of the preseason is to a not get injured and B not get injured. (laughs) Yep. But I don't think there is a – is there a preseason game three now? Or is there yes, just only – Yes, yeah. no, it's Colts, Steelers, Bears. That's the okay, preseason. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they're like – I think it was like the second half of two and the first half of three. I think that – but I, I don't know that, that we might not have settled on that yet because we've only had a couple years of this. Also, like, if you need to figure something out in the preseason with this team, like, I don't know what you're doing because, like, the entire offense has been... Go ahead. Okay. Right. It's, it's funny because I, 
Okay. It's funny because I think I feel the opposite. It's not that Ken Dorsey doesn't need to figure stuff out. I completely agree. I just don't want to see any of it in the preseason. I feel like you need to be figuring out in camp and it's going to figure itself out in the season. He definitely has to have something else. But I don't think the preseason is that. For me, the, the defense, the thing with the defense with the preseason is I want to see how McDermott is going to handle head coaching slash defensive calling. I think that to me is a much better, not much better, sorry. I think that's going to be a bigger question mark for me going forward is, you know, the guy with time management problems, as Paul joked earlier today, he's now got twice as much work. And so how is that going to, you know, that to me seems like a good use of preseason to be like, hey, I really found myself, uh, you know, flustered during this type of sequence. And can we get that figured out? going forward. But as far as, you know, know, cornerback two, definitely middle linebacker. Sure. I don't know if there's questions anywhere else really. Um, Other than maybe kind of the order of the wide receivers, maybe a little, but not really. Um, But I'm sure if I could see something cool with Dalton Kincaid in the, in the preseason, I'd sign up for that, Scott. Definitely. Paul, do you want to see anything in the preseason? No, I mean, I would, yeah, the Dalton Kincaid thing you mentioned, that's, I'm more looking to see what the offense is going to do. Uh, I think they do need to practice some live reps with, with their 12 personnel with Kincaid on the field. And I do want to see some more of those wide receivers on the field. I want to see Shakir with some, some meaningful action. He had some standout moments last year, but he only had 10 catches and he was way down on the depth chart. So I'd like to see him step up a bit. And then I kind of want to see, I do want to see, we haven't talked about Leonard Floyd at all, you know, big offseason pickup. How well is he? He was a late free agency sign, which always makes you worry because if you're really desired, you tend to go earlier. Uh, but I want to see if he's still got some gas left in the tank. But otherwise, I'm pretty much – I don't expect – I will watch every preseason game this year. We'll, we'll see if I change my mind on that. But Well, we have the package now. We signed up for the official YouTube package. Uh, for maybe next year, especially when it turned out you were allowed to watch it on five devices at once. We were able to afford it together. Um, so we'll have access to all those games, which is good. That's true. Um, and uh, so we'll take a look at that. Maybe maybe we will, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll have, I don't know, maybe there'll be a replay. Uh, but enough of the preseason, enough of the training camp. We thought we would focus on the fun stuff for a little bit. Um, am I still going in and out, Scott? You sound okay sound- to me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you sound good. Okay, good. So what I want to do is we're going to go to um we're going to go to wacky schedule and then yeah. we are going to we have no tweets from fans or I'm sorry, we have no nope. X's nope. from fans. Or do we? Yes. We no, have, we have no We have nothing on I have X Pro opened right now and we have no listener questions, so we are raring to go. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently Tweet Deck is now X Pro. That's what well, I've learned. Well, we might have a thread account soon because I'm trying to, although you can't really do anything on threads yet, but we'll, that's a discussion for another time. Um, we were going to do wacky schedule, except instead of making Scott do the entire season, because then Scott just is like grilling us. And it's it's a great segment um, that Scott has done for us. Uh, but we've divided the schedule into thirds. And so the first part will be done by Scott and then the middle will be done by Paul. And I have the, the end of the schedule. We're going to see how much of the schedule we feel comfortable getting through before we feel like it's getting to be too much. And then we're going to do some this day in bills headlines. And then we will finish the schedule in future episodes. 
Um, but that's that's the plan for now, Scott. So if you could get us started on Wacky Schedule. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 We'd be getting demonetized, but you would be hearing it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, uh, I think that the secret to this game obviously is going to be avoiding the 50 yard line uh you know not just running um you know running for a break down the middle or a pass over the middle but heaven forbid you get tackled at like the 47 and now your center has to kind of line up over the hole you know like or or you know that would be a great way or like the defensive line can't stand right next to the, like, you know, that's great. Look, so actually, if you get like, you might want to get as close to the pit as possible without touching it. Cause now you can sort of like artificially force the defensive line to step back. And now you've got a really good opportunity to kind of a little easier. Now, maybe if you're the defense, you have to go into like a, instead of a four, three, you have to go into like a zero, six five or something like some sort of right right um i think that you know unfortunately i don't think aaron Rodgers ends up in the carbonite i think this is one of those things where we all kind of want to see it but it never really materializes um you know i think there's a real danger for james cook to end up in the carbonite hopefully we have the the defreezer available um you know, for the future games. Uh, but I, I think ultimately, uh, I, I hate to pull out this card so early, but I think at the end of the day, it's a football game, oh, except for a wow. big bowl in the 50-yard line. The, the, <laughs> the first person in the first game has already played the it's just a football game. And we've just I, begun. I, I don't know what to say about it, other than like if, you know, if we were playing on the roof, I would have had a different feeling about it. But it's just a big room with a hole in the middle as far as I'm concerned. And the teams will have time to game plan around it. I think, um, I think uh, unfortunately for the Jets, the big Q is going to fall in the hole. I think he's going to like do a sack dance and be like, he's going to sack Allen. He's going to be so happy. He's going to do a big sack dance. He's going to fall backwards into the hole. Um, and I, 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 I think that the problem, though, um, Bills are going to lose this one 24 21 um, because uh, just for regular football reasons, unfortunately. I think they're just going to have like a tough time with the Jets. 
Yeah, I, I would disagree with uh, with Frank on this one. I think this will be far from a regular football game in that there's a giant hole in the middle of the damn football field. Um, I think with that being the case, I think this is going to be an offensive advantage because you can kind of scheme it so you're you know running screens and people and defense is backpedaling a lot of the time, whereas offense is generally moving forward. So you can you know, a la Darth Vader during the lightsaber fight, just yeah. kind of backpedal Luke right down there. there. By the way, great timing on this, Scott, as I rewatched The Empire Strikes Back last Saturday. So this could not be fresher in my mind. Yeah, I think um, I've under, I think I underthought that. I'm already feeling like I underthought this one. So it's the first game, Frank. You got, we got 16 more of these to go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think, you know, I feel like the Bills' offensive schemes are a little more well settled than the Jets schemes are. I think they have a distinct advantage there. Uh, I think this this will very much help the Bills in that sense. So I'm going to say uh, a lot of Bills on off. I think Ken Dorsey is going to fully utilize the uh, Darth Vader, have you back into the Carbonite technique. I don't think any of the Jets players will be able to jet out of there and spray Darth Vader with some weird foam like happens in the movie. And I think the Bills are going to win this one running away. I'm a start. I, yeah, go ahead. This is a uh, this is a big blind spot for me because I was definitely a Star Trek guy, so we, we we might struggle here, but we're gonna we're gonna persevere. Tat, yeah, Tatooine is is uh, Uncle Ben and and Luke's home planet, right? Yeah, and at Baruch, okay. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So oh, sorry, uh, there's a Tuscan Raider here. Right. The, hold on. Those aren't the little guys with the eyes. Though that's the big guy with the spear and the tusks or something, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm messing with you, man. I know what the Tuscan Raider is. I, I know because I'm Italian and I'm familiar with Tuscany where they're from. So <laughs> Little known fact. That's where they got their origins. They just relocated to Tatooine. Right. Under the Tuscan Raider with Diane yes. Lane. <laughs> <laughs> no one even remembers Under the Tuscan Sun, and we're referencing Under the Tuscan Sun in our second game. Oh, we're in for a long episode, listeners. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the Tuscan Raiders would go in single file to disguise the number of people. Okay. Ah, okay.
All right. Well, I guess I go first this time since uh, Frank went first last time. I have to say, in the most literal sense, Scott's scenarios so far have been the pits. So that is, yeah, I'm here all week. I think this is this has got to be a loss for the Bills. Right? Think of all that you've got. A, you've got a desert, you know, comfortable team with the Raiders, Tuscan Raiders, very comfortable in the desert. You've got a Sarlacc pit that you probably have no idea how to navigate. Jabba is probably somewhere around. That's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, if if Raiders have some offensive line depth issues, bring out Jabba the Hut. No one's getting around that guy. Short arms, yeah. but those short arms can be helpful because, you know, it, yeah. So I think, boy, this is just going to be a real challenge uh, for the Bills. Even if you get a Boba Fett on your side, you know, he's just going to, you know, have his jetpack malfunction and end up being uh, consumed in the Sarlacc pit. So, yeah, uh, unfortunate set of circumstances. I got I to gotta give the Bills an L in this game. Okay, I disagree, and I think I have a Great. reasonable reason why. Um I think that uh, what, what if you remember your I, so I just got back from the beach right and running on sand is hard but I think Josh Allen can run on sand okay and so mm-hmm. I agree that there's some disadvantages here but I also think that I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo and I don't think they can get the ball easily to the wide receivers in in Las Vegas, even if they are comfortable with the sand. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, just got there. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. Um, the other thing, Josh McDaniels, never been to a beach. Just Google a picture of him. Yeah. That man has never seen the sun. He's pasty as shit, okay? So I don't really think that there's a lot. I think that the Bills will have to kind of game plan. I think Stefan Diggs could have a hard time, especially depending on which way they're going. But you got to realize, like, the Sarlacc pit's only going to affect you when you're heading one way, you know, it's only going to be on that one side going one way. Um, most likely you won't spend, you know, as long as you're not pinned deep, you shouldn't have the Sarlacc pit on both sides of you. Um, the Tuscan Raiders, obviously very tough, but I, I think you're going to see Josh. Allen. I mean, he, that's about one of the only things he hasn't jumped over. Um, so I think we come away recording this game and being very frustrated I can hear Scott already griping about Josh Allen running too often and taking too many spears to the chest, um, you know. But uh, I think we're also going to get a great poster of him jumping over one of these uh, Italian Raiders that are um, from whatever show this is we're referencing. And <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say the Bills win this one. Mm. Yeah, and they are bad shots because uh, they rhymes how good stormtroopers are in comparison. So they're missing a low bar. Right. Okay.
Hmm. Didn't we uh used to shoot those back at home? The what did he what does he say? He's like, oh, we used to make that kind of shot at home or whatever. Um. Womp rats. Womp rats. Thank you. I was like, I, I remembered some of that. Okay. Um, good. <laughs> yeah, definitely completely different design. Um, well, I think I feel like I have to start with a bit of commentary because since they're playing the commanders and, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that they finally get rid of Dan Snyder only to find themselves playing under Emperor Palpatine. Um, which probably a slight improvement if we're being honest, but still not great. Um, you, you stole my joke, Frank, but yes. I, it was worth it. <laughs> Come here, Anakin. Ah. <laughs> Shake you off. <laughs> Yes, I feel him. You feel me. I mean, they all use the force. They're probably touching each other and themselves all the time with that thing. So they're just like, I mean, they're uh, obviously they're no, they're they're men. <laughs> you we, don't think <laughs> you we haven't even think, we haven't even had a lightsaber reference yet, and we're already down this road. There's no way Luke Skywalker never used the force to give himself an old. Time around the day. <laughs> Time around the X-Wing. <laughs> I like to call it the strip. <laughs> yes, well, we all know how self-denying works in the Catholic religion, so I... <laughs> I think I think uh, force force sex is not forced sex, but consensual sex using the force is now now going to be the new thing on the internet after this um, podcast, which is why the commanders lose. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great um, analysis of how it was played in the hangar. That that was right on the money. So spot um, on. Yeah, no, I feel like the Bills win this one because. Uh, First of all, like Washington's still a, a pretty bad team, um, you know, but I think also you got to look at the coaching situation. They don't call him Riverboat Ron for nothing. I think he's going to gamble. I think he's going to make a couple of mistakes. He's going to go for it on fourth and two and half the team's going to end up getting blown out of the the uh, bay doors there. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pick the Bills in this one. I think that, you know, Ken Dorsey can scheme around some of the parked um tie fighters that are probably in there yeah he'll be able to use those to kind of get open and uh, i i fully see the bills winning this one uh 576 parsecs to seven 
Well, Frank and I are on the same page on this one. I think I think this, again, comes down to scheme, and we can criticize Dorsey all we want, but the Bills have had a lot of the same offensive personnel and scheme. Again, a plain surface issue that Scott introduces here that's a problem. We go from, um, you know, the potential of being on metal with, you know, you know a, a freezing pit underneath you to then the hot sand of the desert, which is tough to push off of, and now onto what is a very, uh, you know, it's one of those reflective floor surfaces. It's, it's going to be... There's not going to be a lot of fooling people on this service. You're going to have to take off the cleats. You're going to have to wear flats. Then it just becomes a speed game. You got to look at the the team speed here. So yeah, I think the one uh, difficulty that the uh, the Bills could could face in this game, you know, are those rogue fighters just coming there, landing on them. You know, they don't have the home field here, so they've got to you know figure out how to way to work their way around the uh, the hangar, and you know. You just have to hope that uh, Emperor Palpatine doesn't come in and change this whole thing around. So I'm, I'm going to agree with Frank on this one. It sounds like somebody's... It sounds like somebody's programming the Death Star in the background. I was, in fact, doing that. And by programming, I was turning on my microwave light as I'm about to heat up my dinner, which I did not get a chance to eat earlier. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. No. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yes, the high ground. Yes. Yeah, this is this is you know there's a there's a hidden thing that's going on here as well, which is how many people are going to be left alive from the Bills' first three games. Mm. You or if the, some of them may be frozen in carbonite, some of them may be being in the process of a five thousand year digestion, and others may have just vanished off of uh, you know essentially vanished into space and disintegrated. So I'm worried at this point about the Bills' uh, depth issues. I will say, uh, playing on Tatooine gives you gives you some acclimation to the heat, so that that is a plus. They've got that in their background, so that will assist them. I think you've got to be, uh, you know what? You don't want to. You got to be careful with the Gatorade. You don't want to accidentally put lava on there because then all mm-hmm. of a sudden your 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 season is over, and by your season I mean your life and all of your existence. Uh, so I don't know how either team, frankly survives this game i think this is the true battle of attrition uh i think uh my concern here is somehow uh josh allen has his arms cut off at some point and then joins the patriots wearing a big black suit i just worry that that could happen here but i want to be the optimist and i will say that 
um, that Josh does take the high ground, that he uses his training well, and that he helps to vanquish the evil influencer that he was trying to once improve. Who the hell are they playing this game? I've completely forgotten. <laughs> Dolphins. Tua Tagovailoa <clears throat> trying to use uh, Josh as an example, trying to rise to his level, but he is in fact part of the evil uh, that is the dark side of Miami, Florida. So I'm going to say the Bills take this one. Is this the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, well, the first three have, well, the middle, the, the prequel trilogy all have Samuel L. But Samuel okay. does not fare well in this movie. He does not. I remember. I remember he doesn't end well. But th- this is this is blinder for me, right? And he like, yeah. Oh, hello. Uh, I think that I can only. Um, I'm trying to decide which quarterback would be more likely to kill a room full of children Jedi. <laughs> The younglings, yes. Yeah, the younglings. I mean, it's clearly... No, never mind. I was about to say... I'm going to type this in the comments because this is so inappropriate. (laughs) Perfect. I'm not going to say it aloud. I am going to... Let's... Okay, I'm going to think about this for a second. Uh, Okay, I'm not going to belabor this because this is is a bad movie for me. I think that the... the, um, I think Tua's concussions, unfortunately... Unless this is exactly what Paul is typing in the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got... Right. Okay. No, I think that to his concussions, unfortunately, and the fact that their coach keeps putting him out there is going gonna, is gonna to lead them to the dark side quicker than the Bills will get to the dark side. And so I do see a, a thing where, like, I, I think the game ends with Tua on the big, uh, like, uh, surgery desk where they're attaching all the Darth vader stuff to him um if that makes sense and so the bills win based on being better people oh <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm I'm going to really I'm going to really put on my Star Wars hat now. I'm gonna... Oh, I, hey Scott, I can't I lost you there uh, for a second. Can you start that yeah, again? Yeah, I've lost him too. I can. Yes. Ewoks.
Yeah, that's fine. Um, I am excited because I'm certain the Bills will score a touchdown using the Wookiee Gambit. This is one of the few things I really do remember where they, they pretend that they've been captured um, in order to get into the facility. I believe that's the Return of the Jedi. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think Josh Allen will play with the cool new green helmet, right? That's another thing that can happen. Um, um, I think that the, uh, I think that the Ewoks, let's see. I mean, I'll tell you what, Trevor Lawrence is more likable than I, I would, I would want to admit in the, the Jaguars for the first time are a good team. And whether it's in London or on Endor, I think it's going to be a good football game overall, but I don't think anybody can say no to Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and, and, and the snowman. I think those guys and, and Trey White, I think we're going to win them with personality, those Ewoks. And I think we're going to see a couple of uh, times where they pull the old uh, vine cord to trip somebody. And uh, I think it's going to, I think they're going to take the Bills side and uh, the Bills are going to win the game, you know, probably, probably 28 to 24. It'll, it'll, it'll take a doing, but I'm with the Bills. I think the Ewoks will. Uh, I think we're much more puppet friendly in 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 Buffalo. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take the Bills as well. Taking a different angle on this, I think it's not gonna be the Bills' personality that wins over the Ewoks so much as the special disconnect between Ewoks and Jaguars. Right. I I think my primary concern is Ewoks very very bear like, very Canis like, uh, like Canis Major the bear, Canis coming mm-hmm. from you know canine dog like Jaguar. On the other hand. Big cat. I think I think it's just gonna break down right to the you know the, the species issue. I do think even if they're on your side, you've got to be careful for those nets. You take one wrong step, you you find something that looks like a yummy raccoon on the side that you just wanna, you know, nom nom on. Don't 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 do it. Let it go. You know, just wait until after the game, just eat your protein bars, eat your your bananas. I think you're gonna be in good shape if you avoid those those pitfalls. I think the Ewoks will be naturally suspect of the jaguars uh, again it's a little specious but it's it's the way the world works in endor or the moon works in endor so i'm gonna say the bills take this one oh damn Yes. The, uh, not a womp. What the hell? The thing that kills the Tauntauns. Yeah. The, uh, I'm literally Googling Tauntaun Killer right now and seeing if that turns anything up. And of course it does not. So I learned that there's a big 
argument about whether it's pronounced at at or atat the walking machines uh, and yes. i have all i have always said at at and i and i and i don't give a shit if it's atat <laughs> it's like i've been saying at at since i've been six this is you know i had this video game um <clears throat> for atari 2600 where you would fly your little flyer around the legs of the at at and it would squeeze it and they would fall and you would try and get as many of them to fall as you could it was a great game because much like the battle on hoth you know it's a losing effort you're just trying to forestall as long as possible um giants are clearly native to hoth uh probably related to the distant uh frost giants uh of of the of norse mythology i, I yep jotunheim that's right um loki's mother of course frost giant uh, Yaimir and his bones and all of that. Um, so I think that the, I think this could be a giant's win. I think that the bills will get out there. I think the good news for the bills, right? Big advantage. We like a snow game, right? We we're good in the snow. We love playing in the snow, uh, unless there's too much snow and then we play in a different stadium, but literal frost giants are kind of hard to beat. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, um, I hate to give them back-to-back losses, but I, I I do think that unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a it's generally speaking, it's Hoth is a bad place to play, man. It's it's not good for the good guys, and I still think the Bills are the good guys. So in the long run, it's probably better for the Bills that they lose this game. It's probably one of those wake-up games for the rest of the season. But I'm gonna go ahead and say Frost Giants on a Frost Planet, Frost Moon, excuse me. Um, giants are gonna win this. This is it. This is an interesting one. You know, how are the, who's got the working speeders? Who has to resort to using the Tauntaun? You know, you want your Tauntaun to come into play in this game. But let's be real here. You want your Tauntauns away. Right. Right. Yeah. You want them to be snuggled up warmly, not involved in the action at all. Once your Tauntauns are there, at that point, you're just trying to, you know, save, save who you can. Yep, and then you're then you find yourself huddled inside of a disgusting smelling tauntaun. All ba- bad news all around. Uh, and for, well, I think the Bills are a more talented team than Brian Dable's Giants. Snowman, uh, snow, not Snowman, that would be Deion Dawkins, but Snow, comma, man, comma, that's tough to move around in, tough to gain your footing in. We saw that with Bills Colts back in 2017 in some other recent games. So I worry that the the dynamics of the Bills offense will be offset. I worry, even if there's no sides being taken by the Rebel Alliance or the Empire, you've got you've got the AT-ATs or ATATs as I call them. Sorry, Frank, but I, I'm not passionate about it. So I'll call them AT-ATs. That's here. fine. As long as yeah. as long as I don't gotta hear a lot of lip that I'm saying it wrong, then that's no, fine. No, you're you're absolutely fine. Um you know, so you've got to be worried about that. Do you have the cables necessary to bring down the the AT-ATs while they're trying to knock you down? I don't know. I think the Bills are just going to be very distracted. Uh, Scott informed us they were coming also off a loss to the Jaguars, despite our uh, Frank and I's predictions on that. And I agree with Frank. I think this is going to be a, a back-to-back loss. Frank's reasoning being the Giants are well acclimated because they are, by nature, Giants. Uh, whereas my thinking is the Bills, just their, their, their speed game, Speed game goes down in Hoth, as we've said for decades. I want to say quickly before you before you give the answer, I am on the Wikipedia webpage, um, not for tauntauns, but for hypothermia. 
There's a, I don't know which, why. If I could share my screen, by the way, I have a, I have five tabs open, one of which is the Wikipedia Tauntaun page. So that is well, all. Please continue. I was just amazed that they have one for hypothermia, and they don't say hypothermia is a condition caused by exposure to extreme cold temperatures. They say hypothermia was a condition caused by exposure to extreme cold temperatures that could be fatal if not treated. And that's really annoying me because, of course, hypothermia is real. And but this is but this is a long time going to galaxy far, far away, and that galaxy uh, hypothermia may no longer be a thing. But it, so, but it is a thing anyway. It <laughs> says that Solo rode a tauntaun into a snowstorm to find and rescue the missing Luke Skywalker. During the excursion, his tauntaun collapsed and died from hypothermia because of the cold. Nothing. So according to this, nothing killed the tauntaun. No, not the animal thing. Skywalker falls into that weird pit. Anyway, go ahead. Well, yeah, there are two Tauntauns killed in Empire, having just watched it. One was swatted to death by the thing that entraps Luke in the cave, and then the, the thing is eating it while Luke is hanging upside down. The other one, I think, does die of, of hypothermia or some sort of frostbite. I think he's, he's like, like ex- over. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll keep exploring. <laughs> oh, it is fifty years old too. Oh my uh, God. Maybe 41, 42. Not quite fifty yet. Uh... <laughs> I, I am seeing that it is in fact a wampa that attacked. Wampa. So I, I was I knew it was womp something. So all right. Yeah, wampa. it's a wampa. It's a semi sentient semi sentient mammal. Mammal. Uh, they they were carnivorous and a primitive species of mammal which dwelled on the snow clad planet of Hoth. Big a big controversy about whether whether tauntauns were native to Hoth because if they were native to Hoth would they die of hypothermia? But we'll have to save that for you know maybe another galaxy far, far away, our other Star Wars <laughs> podcast. Yep. Um, okay, thank you for that, Scott, uh, you big nerd. <laughs> uh, are we on to week seven now against the Patriots? Uh, we are, but I feel like as as we're an hour into this podcast... Oh, wow, we're an hour in already. Damn. It's okay. time to go. It's time to go to this day in Bill's headlines, and we will pick this up with Paul's uh, five-game stretch... Um, next time. Yes, I was so excited about these, but I will I will delay for until our next pod. So instead, we'll dive into this day in Bill's headlines. Let's pretend it's July 25th when we originally scheduled this pod, and that's what the headlines we're going to roll with. So going back to 2022, Bill signed offensive lineman blank 
Excuse me. Let me re- let me backtrack this. Bills yeah. offensive lineman blank injured in car crash starts camp on NFI list. Uh, Buffalo signed blank in free agency to a one year six point two five million dollar contract to bolster their offensive line. The thirteen year veteran was named to the Pro Bowl in twenty twenty one and is a former second team All Pro. Nope, that's that's the other guy. He was a couple years ago. This was just last year. It said he, in, blank, in Buffalo, he will be reunited with new offensive line coach Aaron Cromer. The two are with the Rams in 2017-2018. David Questenberry? Nope, nope. Good guess. He was a, he's a depth line on the Bills. This guy did make the Pro Bowl for the Bills last year. He did start all 16 games for the Bills last year. The Pro Bowl, kind of questionable. None of us really thought he performed that well. And he's gone now, so the Bills didn't either. Not like Butker. Not um he, he was a one year wonder, one year one year yeah. guy for the Bills. Yep, started all sixteen. This is more this is this says less about you guys not getting the name than it does more about how irrelevant this person was as a signing. Um yeah, I don't know if you're going to get there. I'll give you a first name. Let's see if you can get the last one. Roger. Saffold. Saffold. There we go. Now it's occurred to us. All right. 2017. Going back six years. Bills host wide receiver Blank on free agent visits. Despite being a 14-year vet, Blank proved durable last season. He appeared in all 16 games and was on the field for 80% of the Lions' snaps on offense. He did sign with the Bills. Say the headline one more time. I'm sorry. Bills host wide receiver blank on free agent visit. I don't want to say too much more, and I worry I may have just misled you with what I said, but it's it's true, but it could be misleading. So he did sign with the Bills. Yes. And he... He did what for the Lions? He would let them in. He played, yeah, he played eight percent of their snaps. He is not known primarily as a lion. lion. If I, yeah, he was kind of that was a stop over there uh, at the end of his career more than it was his his permanent home. His his, not his permanent home. He was. I will I will read his teams out. uh, While we're at Arizona, Baltimore, San Francisco, Detroit. Detroit is only one year. The other years are others are three plus years. I will give, I'll give the hit that gets you over oh, the top. Oh, 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 go ahead. Oh, yep. Go ahead, Frank. You look, you no, 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 no. I was thinking of the jet, the guy that didn't play last year. Oh he yeah. Was injured. Yeah. Uh, cro- yeah. Cro- uh, cro- 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 Crowley. Can't remember. Crowder. That's it. Um, Crowder. Yes. This is, no. uh, yeah. Jermaine no. Crowder. Was that it? No, just keep going with yours. I'll figure yes. out who the hell I'm right. thinking of. Uh, this guy did sign with the bills. He never played a game with the bills. He did not get to the regular season. And not because he was cut. Or does it? He's terrible. This was Oh oh no. Oh, it's the tight end. It's um... No 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 no, it's a wide receiver. Oh damn it. I was thinking of the tight end that didn't pan out. Um OJ Howard. That was a OJ Howard, yeah, okay. 
shoot. This was a, a running – the Bills were kind of a laughing stock when this happened because the guys like – the Bills made some trades. They traded away Sammy Watkins. They traded away Ronald Darby, and this guy's like, yeah, I'm out. Vontae Davis? No, he was a cornerback who quit. He right. played Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing this? Um... All right. I'll say it because you guys are going to kick yourself, and I don't want us to run too much longer. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden was yep. never a bill. Right. Yep. Yep. That's all right. It was, yeah, Jamison Crowder was the jet. You're Jamison, not Jermaine or Jeremiah. I knew something I was, was wrong there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, this is a, this will be a challenging one, I think. We'll see, though. 2015, can blank handle Rex Ryan's defense? One NFL personnel executive who studied blank closely out of college believes he can handle Ryan's scheme. Year one seemed to debunk the concern that he's too slow. Uh, I said the name. Ran a 4.86 the NFL scouting combine for falling to 73rd overall. This was the Bills' third-round pick out of Louisville in 2014. He started all 31 games of the Rex Ryan era in the entire first season of McDermott's first year. Uh, led the NFL in tackles in 2017 with 144 of them. A.J. Brown? Nope, it is Brown. I said the last name, but can you get the first name now? Nope, exactly. that is another Bills linebacker from the same era. Spencer Brown, no. Preston, there we go. Preston. It was about to come up eventually. All right. You know, though, Paul, for, for the six years you've been doing this, that's the first time you've ever done that. Yeah, so. I can't believe it. I, I What I do is I underline the name, so I remember, like, don't say that. Just to have that there to members skip over it. All right, let's not do it two in a row. 2010. The headline is, who will be the left tackle? The article states... With the trade of Pro Bowl tackle Jason Peters before last season, the Bills saw a revolving door at the left tackle spot due mainly to injury, considered a major knee in the 2010 NFL Draft. The Bills did make a selection the team believes is a fit for the position, Blank, who will compete with Demetrius Bell and Jamon Meredith to earn a role in the starting lineup this season. Nope, great guess. That was, I think, one year before. Uh, Zabri Henderson. No, but also a former... I had forgotten that name. Wow. I don't know why that... Yeah. I I don't know why that popped up there, but... I will say, this is the name you occasionally guess, Frank, if that helps you. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Sometimes when it's close, and sometimes when it's not even close, you will say this name. (laughs) Craig Urbeck. Let's see. I'll help Scott out here. Fifth round pick out of Georgia Tech, who played six games total with the Bills. He was a late round draft pick. Nope, we mentioned him in the question, so that's all right. Um, only person, uh, let's see, I think it was, how do I phrase this? He's full blooded, he's the only person of his full blooded ethnicity. Ed Wang. There we go. There Good we job, go. Good job, Frank. Thank you. All right. Sorry, it took. I, I needed the racist clue to get it. It's my fault. No, that's we. It's all right. You, you know, we talked about speciesism earlier, so it's full circle. All right, four headlines to go. Two thousand nine, Bills rookie tight end Blank agrees to four year deal. The tight end's agent uh, Joel Siegel told the AP on Friday that his client had agreed to the deal and was on his way to St. John Fisher College in suburban Rochester, where the Bills will hold their first practice Saturday morning. Listed at six foot five and two hundred forty pounds, Blank had 
47 starts in 52 career games at Southern Miss, where he finished with 157 catches for 2,054 yards and 16 touchdowns. Jay Reimersma? Nope, this would be post-Reimersma. Mark Campbell? Oh, Scott's post- dropped. Nope, Scott dropped, so hopefully he's coming back. Yep. Um, so hopefully after Campbell... Mm-hmm. Is it a Derek? Is it Derek Fine? Derek Schumann? It's not one of the Derek tight ends. Um, yeah, no, it's not Derek. I was going to lead you down another path, but it would not. Okay, it wouldn't work. Scott is back, and Scott, yep, you're recording again, Scott. Just so you know, if you can hear me, it is not Jay. Re- it is not Jay Reimersma, Mark Campbell, or Derek Fine or Derek Schumann. Um, yep. Uh, later, early. 2000... Late, 2009. I oh. first re- I remember this guy the most from the Monday night football game against the Patriots, the season opener, the Leotis McKelvin game, um, where he made a kind of a highlight catch and then just went just inside the pylon to score a touchdown, kind of falling head over head over feet doing so. And it was a highlight on like the yeah. NFL's regular commercials that year. We I more I more negatively remember him the next year, 2010, in a game against the Ravens. Where the Bills somehow were 0 and 7, forced r- overtime against the Ravens, had the ball, and then this guy was stripped of the ball, and that was that was the game for the Bills. Uh, okay. All right. Very good. Thank you for recording with us, Scott. And by all means, go parrot. Hi, Scott. All right, it's tough. I was explained to oh, Paul yeah. before the podcast the the toughness of this, and Scott's living situation currently is very confined. He has no other room to go to. From what I think, they are still in a hotel. So um, yes, that, they're that up in the northeastern U.S., not even settled in yet. So that yeah. blows. Um, it does. Okay, so it's not Robert Royal because he's right. terrible. They built had a wide receiver with the same last name at the same time. Who had a girlfriend who was a Cowboys oh, so wait, was it David Nelson was the wide receiver? Yes, he was a wide receiver. Great memory. So you got David okay. Nelson. David so it's Titan. the other. I, I'm not going to get his. First it was name. Sean Nelson. Sean Nelson. Thank yep. you. Okay. All right. I'm optimistic on these next three. These are all names. None of these oh. are under the radar <laughs> ones. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're going to get it, but we'll do our best. All right. All right. Tw- 2002. Bills agreed to terms with blank, another signing to uh, someone to a contract uh, right out of minicamp, or right before training camp. The Bills have agreed to terms with second-round draft choice wide receiver blank. Blank, last year's Belitnikoff Award winner as the nation's top wide receiver, earned a reputation at LSU as an aggressive receiver in traffic. He was the 36th player selected in the draft overall. Is this James Hardy, or is that too early? Just a little too early. I think Hardy was yeah. about 2007, five yeah. years. Yeah. Rest in peace, James Hardy. Yep. Um, wide receiver, 2002. So it's not Eric Moulds. He's already on the team. Yep. It's not Peerless Price. You got him in a trade. Yep. Um, is this it's a guy? He's stuck around Josh for a Reed. Josh, Josh Reed. Reed. There, you go. Yep. there we go. You got yeah, it. I was like, yeah, I, LSU. I could, I could, I remembered that. He was so yep. disappointing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he was. And yet somehow yeah. he lasted like seven years, seven mediocre years, just yeah. like the Bills during that time. All right. Yes. The year 2000, 23 years ago, blank, good enough to make list. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I, they, yeah, that's it. I'm not giving you any more hints. Good luck. Um, Buffalo Bills nose tackle blank 
has been selected one of the 99 good guys in professional sports by the Sporting News in the July 31st issue of the magazine. Blank entering his sixth season with the Bills contributes a great deal of time and money to community programs throughout Western New York. In 1988, he created the Blank Foundation to benefit area youth charities. Uh, the Multiple Sclerosis Society and Junior Achievement are among the many organizations he supports. A nice positive headline for once. Yeah, this is where I show my confusion over who was a defensive end and who was a nose tackle. <laughs> and so I, I go like, you got like Reginald Denny, not Reginald Denny, he was the guy from the <laughs> LA Riots. <laughs> who am I Ryan of? Denny, yeah. Ryan Denny, holy cow. <laughs> Reginald Denny, yeah, wow, okay. So kids, what, if you don't know who Reginald Denny is. What part of your memory palace you went into? It, <laughs> it was the like, name. Oh, Reginald Denny is in there. <laughs> it, was name the name, it was the name Denny. <laughs> and obviously yeah, it was those, obviously in the same palace as Ryan Denny, and you just grabbed well, it out like, of there. The yeah. LA riots were very formative. It, like That was a scary That's thing. That's true, yeah. If you don't know who that is, kids, look up Reginald Denny, because <laughs> that, that is some history. Um, oh, my gosh. Um so, so not right, Ryan since Denny. I, right, I will say this is when you think nose tackle, think nose tackle, like big guy. This is not a tiny individual here. Not right. that Ryan Denny is tiny. No, no, I, but I have to, I have to look at the line. That's how I think about it. It's like okay, Aaron Schobel on one side, yep. Ryan Denny might be there. This is where I okay. How about Marcellus Wiley? He You're right in the same area. He was an end. They were te- he was teammates with this guy. Yeah, he was a bigger guy. That's how I was hoping it was him, but it wasn't him. Um... Hmm. Is this a Sam? No, it's not a Sam. Sam Adams was two thousand. Not Sam Adams, but very. I think Sam came on the team in two thousand three. So you're, again, you're not uh, you're not out of the era. You're in the era, right? I'm, I'm, I will say he crosses over with the Bills' playoff era. He was a very good uh, player. His backup was Pat Williams, and Pat went on to have a great career as a starter. Yeah, uh, Pat Williams. Yeah, I felt like it wasn't going to be Pat Williams. Um, shoot. He was a multi-time Pro Bowler with the Bills. Uh, again, just known yeah. for being gigantic. Uh, you're gonna say the name, and I'm go- of course I'm gonna know who it is. I just, yep, I'm bad with linemen. That's all right. The correct answer on this one, Ted Washington. Ted Washington. There you go. Yep, Big Ted. All right. All right. And here is another. Uh, we'll end on uh, 1998, quarter century ago. Uh, blank won't play. Semicolon. His wife is ill. This is a New York Times mm. headline. This was one decision Blank did not have to think about. His wife has cancer, and he will not play football this season. Uh, I've always been a husband, a father first, and a football player second, he said yesterday. The 32-year-old linebacker for the Buffalo Bills was on the verge of returning from a neck injury that sidelined him for the second half of last season, his 10th in the NFL. Then his wife, Stephanie, was diagnosed with breast cancer 10 days ago. They've been married for nine years and have two children. What year was this again? 1998. Okay, so quick hint. I was gonna say Blank set a team record with 206 tackles in 1996, we were replaced by John Holosek. Okay, so shoot, is this a long time bill? No, short time bill. I want to say three, might have even only been two years. I I most remember him as a Cleveland Brown. Okay, so it's not Chris or no, no, Spielman. I just remember it was a Detroit Lion. That's right, he was a so Lion Chris Spielman. So Chris Spielman, yeah, Chris Spielman, yeah, okay, yep. yeah, all right, yeah, that's why I was trying to think. I was, I, I was. Um, I, I think of him as a lion and then I, yeah. I sort of have to remind myself that he was also a bill. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if I remember that story from 1997, but yeah, she um, survived the initial bout. Unfortunately she did, I believe pass away in the early 2010s, mid 2010s. So, okay. Get to raise her children. They got to raise her family together and yeah, yeah Chris, Chris's career ended up being over. He ended up spending time with her 
he's went to the Browns training camp the next year, I think, and then decided, no, I've, I've had enough. I'm going to spend time with my wife. And that was, okay. that was that. So thank so you, Chris on, one, on one hand, I got Chris Spielman. On the other hand, I thought, you know, a, a person who was savagely, a truck driver <laughs> who was savagely beat was the defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. That's good. At um, least you didn't work that into your, I, I'm hoping you didn't work that into your wacky schedule anymore. Hopefully no, no, I, I am now going to remove the L.A. I actually do have the L.A. Chargers, but I did not use the L.A. Riots as the basis for that racky schedule. But you'll have to wait at least another episode before you find out. I'm, yeah. I am very excited with what I came up. And I want to thank Scott again for for doing that because it's it's just extra hard right now. And as they get settled into their house, I'm sure that'll get easier as the season goes on. And maybe we can do some in-person podcasting and we'll figure yeah. all that out. And That'd we'll be great. get some, we'll get some fan feedback coming up. Um, Paul, I want to remind you, Paul, that, you know, you can find us on X, Twitter, <laughs> oh X, my God. MNY bills. Um, there is not a, an Instagram thread for it. You can find me on, on threads. I'm F N K L A T. And I'm looking for people to talk to because you really can't do anything on threads yet. You you can't search for tweets or whatever they're calling them, threads. And yeah. you, it's 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 super awk. But I think it, if it gets going, it could be just as good. And, and you won't have, you know, crazy billionaires changing everything on you every couple of weeks because uh, they're bored. Um, so <laughs> we'll do that. But for now, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're here. You can share the podcast. We're going to start coming back more often. Um, and getting more regular and Scott's back in the country. So we're all on the same, same time zone now, which is yep. going to be a, that was a huge hurdle for the last couple of years, but we managed to do it and we'll keep doing this. Um, so thank you all for listening for an hour and 18 minutes. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast until next time. I am Frank. I'm Paul. And for Scott, have a good night. Thank you.